and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. Welcome, my friends, to the Bob and Brad podcast produced by Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet, in our opinion. I'm Bob Shrupp. I'm going to be your host today. I'm exactly one half of the Bob and Brad team. I'm joined by Chris, the pharmacist, who is, as I've said before, one of the smartest guys I know. And uh, that's a compliment, Chris. <laughs> Appreciate so that. So today we're going to talk about should you use St. John's wort for depression? And uh, it's funny because you brought this up to me a while back. And uh, then I had a nurse practitioner mention to me that, you know, if you ha are having trouble with anxiety or you maybe want to try it. I, I, I know you were kind of against it. Yeah, you have to be careful. I mean, St. John's Wort has a place in the role of treating mild to moderate depression, but the problem with St. John's Wort almost exclusively is just the amount of drug-drug interactions that it can cause. And if somebody's already on a medication, that would be very, very dangerous recommendation. Yeah, so it's, it, I mean, we're going to name some of the drugs. Yep. I, I, I looked up some, and uh, it can also uh, affect... Um, like, um, they're not sure how it affects pregnancy. With respect to pregnancy, I mean, right now, I mean, St. John's Wort in and of itself, I mean, there are, you know, most of the research has been done by Germany and the German right. monograph E is kind of the Bible for all these type of herbal remedies for, you know, any type of health condition. Um, but with pregnancy, there's just not enough data that really supports safe use of it. I mean, right now in the prescription world, really the safest choice is probably sertraline, but, uh, and, you know, it's interesting pharmacologically when you look at St. John's Ward, it's kind of got the best of all the prescription worlds. It's got your monoamine oxidase inhibition. It, it raises serotonin, it raises norepinephrine, and it raises dopamine. So when you take all those together, I mean, you would think on paper, at least, it would look really good. But uh, when you're looking at something as, as important as being a pregnant uh, woman, the last thing we want to do is take any chance in causing any problems. And no, right now, I would... Same holds true for children? They don't have a either. lot. I, I found a couple of studies that suggest that if they're, uh, you know, over the age of 12, that maybe half the adult dose, which for an adult is 900 milligrams, three times or 300 milligrams, uh, three times a day or 900 milligram total daily dose. Um, but I, I would be reluctant to use it in children as well, because there's just, I don't think enough data that really... Sure. Plus or minus. At the end of the day, though, I mean, you know, children are pretty much small adults as they start to age. But, you know, there's a point where, you know, with growth spurts and adolescence, there's a lot of brain chemistry that's changing. And, and even in the prescription world, it's, it's uh, I mean, it's becoming used more now with the pharmaceuticals. Um, some kids with depression issues, anxiety issues that they will use a prescription. But this is more of an unknown. I would be really reluctant um, unless, and again, just because of all the drug-drug interactions, um, which and, we'll certainly touch you're on. you're saying in Germany, it's actually a prescription drug. In Germany, it's specifically yeah. a prescription. And, and used and quite a lot. Used a lot. Yeah, I mean, probably and, even and more so than even some of the prescriptions, which is I'll, one of the, well. It's we'll funny. I was looking at studies, and a lot of the German studies were positive <laughs> well, they towards it. They and, are positive, you know, in, in certain circumstances. And I think when you take the Americanized studies, which are based off of all the German studies, they show that at least compared to other, and they use placebo and they use actually head-to-head. Right. -head, they use um, pretty much what we would call moderate or low doses of the other, that they call second-generation antidepressants. So that's pretty much anything that was invented in, after the 80s. So it's kind of everything that we use today. Um, so, you know, when it, it stands up, I mean, if you are going to take 
you know, St. John's Wort is a single agent with nothing else in your system. Uh, for mild or moderate depression, I would say it's okay to try as long as your doctor is on board. And then, you know, you really have to touch on with the doctor. I mean, you cannot use over-the-counter cough and cold preparations that contain pseudoephedrine. You have to stay away from, you know, cured meats, aged cheeses, red wine, beers. I mean, you know, wow, so alcohol. it's not just other meds. No, it's, it's just, everything. I mean, it, 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 and that's why I have a I, hard I time supporting that it. list. I, you know, I, I saw. It's intimidating. Well, obviously, if you if you're going to go anti on antidepressants, you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, if you're, if you're going on a, correct, a, um, but I saw birth control pills, birth control pills, blood uh, thinners, HIV medications, cyclosporin, which would be used for organ transplant, digoxin for your heart and yeah. other heart medications. Some might HIV drugs, correct. Some cancer medications, absolutely. So, you know, and that's the thing that makes it so, you know, it's metabolized in our livers, so cytochrome P450 system. And what it does, it actually can influence either making some drugs go higher in your system or go lower in sure. your system. And that's why the danger exists. And, you know, to the average person, you know, unless you ask your pharmacist or if you consult your physician or practitioner, you know, a lot of times, and even then, look at the example with the practitioner you came up with where a nurse practitioner said, well, why don't you use this? Well, I'm already on something. And that, you know, when you take it with any other antidepressants, Increased risk for seizures, serotonin syndrome. I mean, there's there's yeah, some things that have to be careful. Increases your body's serotonin levels to possibly a dangerous, life-threatening level. Correct. Right? I, mean, I mean, it's a rare interaction to begin with, but it, you know, to me, I mean, I'm I am conservative by my nature and my recommendations. I mean, the only thing I care about is patient safety. I mean, and, and good results. Uh, so I should say two things. But I mean, the reality of it is, is that we want to make sure that if you're going to choose to do something like this, that you are acutely aware that St. John's wort should be used with absolutely nothing else. Well, the other thing is that we don't want to encourage you to try to de treat depression on your own. No, and, no. And St. John's wort could possibly do that if you, you know. It, yeah, well, it's available on any drug counter I mean. or any internet. I mean, you go on Amazon and there's, you know, a hundred different versions of it. So, but I mean, the biggest thing is, is you want to see your doctor first, because let's rule out, maybe there's something else that's the cause sure. of the issue. And so if we really don't, you know, and I mean, if you want to have the discussion with the doctor, well, I'd really like to try something more natural, because I will tell you that St. John's wort um, does tend to have less side effects than the prescriptions. So that is an attractive advantage. And again, I think that's why in Germany it's, it's used so frequently is because, it's when used in itself as a singular agent with no other prescription medications over the counters, you know, you have a relatively comfortable existence there, with it. There, I mean, when you started mentioning those foods and you also mentioned alcohol as mm -hmm. far as there's three that you could. Was it? Yeah. Oddly enough, bourbon, uh, you can use vodka and you can have rum. So I could get by. So, I mean, <laughs> nonetheless, not that we're going to encourage, you know, because right. alcohol is a depressant, but it, I mean, those are the three, but yeah, you can't have dark beers. You can't have red wines. How about uh, white wines? White wines. Actually, there's some white wines that you could like a Chardonnay. Oh, really? So, yeah. Well, some types. So, some I mean, types. You really, you really have to be very, very careful. Good and to choice. me, I just, I'm, I'm. You know, to me, the reason I give the thumbs down on it in many cases is because most of us, you know, inadvertently, you'll be taking the medication. Let's say things going well 12, 15 weeks down the road and you kind of, you know, not, yeah. I guess, you know, post-COVID, maybe everybody gets their vaccine, you're out and about, maybe you're out at a restaurant. You know, what if you had, you know, 
like, like some sort sure. of fancy, you know, protein based meal and you wanted to have a glass of wine and all of a sudden you chose the wrong one. Now you're creating a tyramine reaction, which can be pretty severe. So we have to be super careful with its usage. And that's why, you know, it's, it's easy to just slip up once, but it only takes one to create a real problem. And all of a sudden what turns into a pleasant night ends up in an ER. I did see some studies too that showed it was not as effective, you know, which they always always there as, are. Yeah, I mean, I mean and, you know, they were saying it was not even as good as a placebo in one yep. study. Some of the older studies have said that it really doesn't. Some of the more modern ones do, and I sure. think it just comes down to. I mean, we are constantly when we're researching these types of things, and when doctors and practitioner groups and university settings are doing solid research on medications, they're looking at the old studies and saying, "Well, what if we approach this angle?" And that's that's the unique thing about this this field in healthcare in general is that, you know, we're always looking to find ways to improve. Maybe we didn't look at the study appropriately the last time. Sure. So endpoints and, and things that they look at for specific markers. So yeah, it's, it's really, really rare to find that they, you know, give thumbs up to a drug consistently uh, on studies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, if, and again, with St. John's wort, I mean, realistically, I mean, it, it, it has a place as long as it's a singular agent, you're on nothing else. I mean, I can't stress that enough. And, and that's really, rare. And you want your doctor involved. I yeah. mean, because like I said, there's other things that we have to rule out. Uh, and I would hate to, you know, kind of go on this journey and then haphazardly be taking something, or let's say you were taking a thyroid medication and maybe all you had to do is have the dose adjusted and also now we take the St. John's Wort and now we've really negatively inhibited your thyroid production. So, And warfarin. Yep, uh, warfarin, blood thinner. Very and Very you know, common. Yep. A lot of people are on warfarin. Lots of people so. are. We're going away from it because we have some of the better, newer oh, uh, anticoagulants, but warfarin still has a strong place in medicine and we're going to use it for years and years to come. And, and again, that'd be something that all of a sudden maybe you're a little low and you're not really thinking about it. And you're like, yeah, I've been on warfarin for five years because I've, you know, got an issue with the heart and I'm feeling a little low. It's COVID. I'm isolated. You know, St. John's word I read on the internet says it's good for depression. Well, now you've created the bleed risk. And now, you know, could you have had a, you know, a life-threatening bleed? It, it, it's scary. Sure. So, and that's the concern that I have. So we want you to go into this drug with wide, eyes wide open. And uh, I think Chris has covered it very well as far as what the downsides are possibly. So please uh, proceed in that fashion. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching. Folks. Thanks, everyone.